0: All right, everybody, what's up? You are listening to Eagles Post Game Analysis here on the Philadelphia Sports Table podcast show. The first week, the first week... Of the Eagles season, the 2019 season, now in the books. The Eagles beating the Washington football team by a score of 32 to 27. What a freaking game. This was a tale of two halves. And, you know, for our longtime listeners out there, how many times have we said that in our post game shows in the past? That's what this Eagles team gives us, just almost, it seems like, on a weekly basis throughout these years we've been doing this show. But I'm Jeff Warren, and. Len and Eric had some work obligations filling in for them. We are so very happy to have from CBS Sports, Mr. Jeff Kerr joining me. Jeff, man, thanks so much for jumping on with me here to do the postgame show.
1: Hey, this is going to be fun. This is the first time I'm doing the post-game show with you guys, so uh, I'm
0: excited. It's great to have you on. It really is. I know that you were watching a plethora of games through (laughs) the 1 o'clock games. Way too many. Yeah. (laughs) But listen, let's get into what happened here with this Eagles team facing Washington. Again, like I said, it was a tale of two halves. In the end, I do think it was the Carson Wentz and Deshaun Jackson show. But, I mean, right off the bat, Jeff, it was not all roses. Like I said, the tale of two halves. I mean, the Eagles' third down play calling in the first half was complete and utter garbage. I have no idea what Doug Peterson and Mike Rowe were doing. They were constantly throwing screens uh, just short of the sticks on third down. I have no idea what the obsession was with feeding Darren Sproles as much as they did in the first
1: half. I couldn't believe it. Well, I was shocked at that too. Like on the third and one play where they gave Sproles the ball in the first half, I'm like wait a minute. Jordan Howard has what? Two carries for 12 yards at that point and we're giving Darren Sproles the ball? Like I get I get it. it seemed like the Eagles really started taking off when they went in the 12 personnel. Yes.
0: Uh, absolutely. And-
1: yeah, and, and and to me uh, that was the thing. It's it it seemed like too they were trying to get the rust off of Carson Wentz a little bit because he didn't play in the preseason. I, that's what I attribute this whole thing to. I think they were rusty from lack of preseason snaps, offensively and defensively, and. I don't know what happened, but I guess a 17 nothing lead was enough to wake them up.
0: Exactly. Well,
1: it's interesting that Carson Wentz, I
0: mean, by all accounts, didn't have a, a horrible first half. He was 12 for 18, 118 yards at halftime with that one touchdown, the 51-yarder to Deshaun Jackson. His passer rating at that point was 102.1. But then again, you've got Case Keenum, who was 16 of 22 for 257 yards and two touchdowns. His passer rating going into the half was 141.7. Eagles only had 22 rushing yards at the half. Washington had 31. Washington had 278 total yards of offense and nine first downs to the Eagles' 134 yards and six first downs. I mean, the Eagles only had nine rushes in the first half. It just seemed like Washington's defense was just able to contain the Eagles' offense And consequently, on the other side of the equation, holy freaking cow, was Case Keenum able to dissect that first half, the Eagles secondary? It looked like Rasul Douglas was just learning how to play the cornerback position. I couldn't believe what I was seeing out there, Jeff.
1: Well, yeah, you mentioned Rasul Douglas on the, um, I think it was the 69-yard touchdown pass to Terry McLaurin. It looked like he had Douglas playing up with no safety help, and McLaurin just went right by him. Went right I by think him, it, yep. I think that's Sidney Jones. I don't think that happens, and I think Eagles fans have to learn this thing here. Why Rasul Douglas doesn't start? I think it's because he is susceptible to the big play, and that's it. Like, Rasul Douglas is great for third downs. He is great for making that tackle. But if you're asking him to cover someone like a Terry McLaurin one-on-one and remember, we are seeing more speedsters like him. It's going to be a long day for that defense. And, You didn't see too much of Rasul Douglas after that.
0: Yeah, you know what? I think, though, Jeff, I think he actually did start. I think it was Ronald Darby and Rasul Douglas starting on the outside. Avante Maddox was in the slot. Um, But you're right. I mean, we didn't see that much of Rasul after that. And who knows? Maybe there were some adjustments made. But, man, that Washington open drive or that opening touchdown drive – Anderson Andejo was covering Vernon Davis. Not only did he let up on him in coverage, and it was, oh my God, it was just piss poor tackling by not only him, but the defense. I mean, that led to that 30 plus yard touchdown by freaking Vernon Davis, who is about 182 years old heading into this season here.
1: Was, was Darby the guy he jumped?
0: I think I think Darby was the guy he jumped. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I, I still couldn't get an angle on that. I saw him make the leap. I'm like, oh, you gotta be kidding me! Like this isn't <laughs> Vernon Davis from 2008 here. Right. Like, we're in 2019. <laughs> like I, I don't know what. This is a weird game. Like guys that were good in the late like 2000s, Vernon Davis, the Jackson, are the ones that had the big games today. It, it was a really bizarre opening first. I mean, for the first 30 minutes of football, it was. Really different. I mean, I I should say I expected this, but not like that. <laughs> exactly. Not like that. I mean, the Eagles averaged 3.1 yards
0: per play in the first quarter on offense. Washington, they had 8.6 yards per play. Yeah. That The yards per play usually will tell you who's going to win the game, but the Eagles ended up making adjustments. And not only did they make adjustments after the half, but we finally saw that this kind of offense, Doug Peterson's offense, needed a wide receiver like Deshaun Jackson. Deshaun Jackson's second touchdown of the day was actually his 31st touchdown for more than 50 yards, Jeff. And, he, I mean, he came into the game tied with Randy Moss at 29 for plays of that distance and he's now five behind tying Jerry Rice's record of 36 having Deshaun Jackson on this team is absolutely key to being able to just not only spread the field of course as we know but to provide some other opportunities for some other players and
1: hopefully and they were able to get the run game going then too oh yeah well Deshaun Jackson had his way today uh, let's face it no matter what happened, it, it seemed like once he caught that fifty-one yard touchdown, all bets were off. And I just think that opened up the entire offense because then the Redskins were like, Oh, we gotta contain him now. Yeah. So, you know, they're playing him deep. And remember that third down play Carson went through to Jackson? I think it was after the touchdown. I'm like, okay, now the Eagles offense can get rolling here. That opened up Zach Carson. Absolutely. That, yep. that opened up Dallas Goddard. And as we were talking about earlier with the 12 personnel, they were starting to run a little more than that. It just seemed like the offense was really able to get going once Jackson had that long touchdown. And I, I don't know what that was exactly the moment that the team clicked, but... I started getting the feeling like, okay, they could give up another touchdown here before the half, or they can get to a one-score game before the half. That didn't happen, but you know, you seemed to like their chances after that, especially after Deshaun gave them the second touchdown to give them the lead for good.
0: Right, and I think there was there's momentum that the momentum was is something to note, of course. But I think the other takeaway that I have from this game, from an overall picture standpoint, Jeff, is that for the Carson Wentz naysayers out there. Listen, the offense was down. They were almost out of it, but Wentz took over. He made key plays in the second half and was the quarterback leader. Many of us believe that he is and will be in the future. A huge first game for Carson Wentz because for him, it came down to perseverance. That is the word that I'm going to use for this particular game. Game one of the 2019 season, when it comes to Carson Wentz, the offense, and just the team in general, the word is perseverance, my man. Oh, yeah.
1: Carson Wentz looked like the 2017 version of Carson Wentz, didn't he? Oh, yeah. Yep, absolutely. I mean, there were plays where he's just running outside the pocket and pointing at receivers. I'm like, all right, we're we're on to something here. And he looked like that from really from the first snap on. You could tell he he felt good. I think he really wanted to get that first hit out of the way. Because after that, it's like, okay, the wheels are in motion now. This is our franchise quarterback. And, you know, I don't want to play that that whole Wentz-Foles debate, but – Doesn't it look like the Eagles kept the right guy? Absolutely. (laughs) You know, I I love Nick Foles. Same here. I'm a huge huge Nick Foles fan, but I kept trying to tell people Nick Foles has never played a 16-game season. There's a reason for that. And, I mean, the guy threw, what, four passes today before he broke his clavicle? I mean, I feel so bad for
0: him. I I know. I feel so bad for the guy. But, really, the people who are the naysayers... Then consistently saying, oh, Carson Wentz can't, he can't throw the long ball. No, he can't. A 51-yarder to Deshaun Jackson. And then another huge, long touchdown bomb to Jackson again in the third quarter for 53 yards. Please, folks, if you're their Carson Wentz naysayer, please sit down. That's what I'm going to say. Just please sit down because we are seeing something special. I know it's early one game of the season. But, uh, Jeff, another takeaway that I had from an offensive perspective Another couple ones was that Isaac Semalu, he had a great day. His run blocking was fantastic, his protection was fantastic uh, in the pocket. And this is what happens when you have a developmental guy who learns from the best in Jeff Stoutland I think that we can take a look at what Jeff Stoutland has done with this offensive line guys like Isaac Samalu Vitae yeah Vitae had two uh holding penalties toward the end of the game that was just uh, he shouldn't have done that I mean he's been in this league long enough to know you just can't do that but Jeff Stoutland holy cow got his guys together after the second or after the first half and into the second half It, it looked looked great Isaac Samalu looked great out there man
1: Oh, he really did. It, it. What an improvement he's made over the last two years. And when the Eagles gave him that three-year contract extension, I'm like, okay, they know something. And I, I feel like I'm pretty good with understanding offensive linemen just from playing that at one point. I just feel like they knew something about him. And yeah. it, it seemed like the more reps he got at left guard, the better off he was. Like I didn't think he was going to be an issue this year, but I thought the depth behind him was going to be an issue. But, man, if he can stay healthy all 16 games – I think we're going to be very happy with what we're going to see out of Isaac Zayamal.
0: Absolutely. And yeah, I am very happy with our rookie running back in Miles Sanders. Holy cow, Jeff. Pass protection looked damn good to me (laughs) out there. That was the biggest question mark and concern coming into the season for him. He picked up the blitz nicely throughout the day,
1: man. I always start my Miles Sanders uh, truth with... As a guy who watched him play every snap at Penn State, <laughs> let me tell you, right? Look, like I, I, feel like I'm an 80 year old guy here, you know, t- talking about that. But oh yeah, he looked great in pass protection. Um, he should have had a touchdown today because that uh holding penalty on ortega Whiteside was, in my mind, a bunch of BS. Josh Josh Norman yeah. is an g- excellent seller of the hold, so. And, but how about him just, you know, cutting and juking and driving like that? If they could get Jordan Howard and him on the same page getting 10 carries a game, oh, man, <laughs> this is going to be fun to watch. I, I think I was more excited to watch the, the running backs than anything else today. And keep in mind, we had Deshaun Jackson and Alshon Jeffrey just going off.
0: Exactly. Absolutely. From a defensive perspective, though, Jeff, the one thing that I did want to hit on was that, In this first game of the 2019 season, I was a bit disappointed with Derek Barnett in this game. He had a couple penalties... And the one at the end of the game that allowed Washington to score that last touchdown. I know that it didn't matter. The Eagles are going to win anyway. But it it was sloppy. It wasn't disciplined. And we really didn't see much from Derek Barnett today, at least from the eye test, where I'm able to sit back and say, "Okay, we're going to be fine there at that defensive end position with him starting. I just don't know that after this game. I still have questions about Derek Barnett and what his role is going to be, because this was an offensive line with Washington where he could have eaten in my opinion now again from the eye test i gotta go back and look at the tape see if there was a lot of double teaming i don't necessarily think there was however i was a little disappointed with Derek barnett and his play today that he wasn't as disruptive as i thought he was going to be against this washington offensive line
1: yeah i agree with you i gotta look at the all 22 and and all that but i agree with you he was going up against donald penn and donald penn is he was a good left tackle but he is more of a journeyman and eric flowers is playing left guard now I got to give Malik Jackson and Tim Jernigan some credit here. They took advantage of that because if someone would have said to me, oh, the Eagles are going to have one sack today, it's going to be Tim Jernigan, I would have been like, ooh, that's right. not good. <laughs> right. But they, they were getting pressure on Canem and those guys in the second half. It just felt like – I was shocked Deshaun Hall wasn't inactive, but I said, you know what? Josh Sweat is better against the run. And when you look at 28 rushing yards by the Redskins – Seems to make a lot of sense now. Um, it why does. Josh Wett was it? And, and I'll go. I don't even think this is a hot take. Josh Wett had better game than Derek Barnett today.
0: All right, I don't, I don't, I don't think that's a hot take either. You know, you, you just look at the expectation level and what is the floor, what is the ceiling for both of those players. And I think Josh wet out play Derek Barnett today, but we'll see what happens in the future here with the defensive end position. Uh, but I think that uh, something else too that we need to really, really hone in on with the defense was where Jim Schwartz was lining up these uh, defensive linemen. I mean, we saw Malik Jackson being used as an edge rusher in this game which I thought was fantastic it was phenomenal and I I love that I really do and that's why you see this Washington team having only 28 yards total of rushing and Jim Schwartz did a phenomenal job up front in my opinion
1: oh oh yeah oh I would agree with you there on, on all fronts I mean to me it it just seemed like what what they were trying to do was have a balanced rotation there. I mean, with with all those guys. like, uh, Well, I, I guess what? Malik Jackson, he left the game with, what, a boot? I I, I think they saw him oh, in the yeah. locker room. Yeah, yeah. boot so, on his left foot. Yeah, so it's nice that they have Tim Jernigan and, and Hassan Ridgway there.
0: Which Hassan Ridgway had a really nice game, too. Yeah, yeah, he,
1: he <laughs> did, too. I was kind of surprised. Like, And and as you know, like I said, I'm looking at four TVs here. I'm looking up, I'm like, Hassan Ridgeway. I'm like, all right, Hassan. So, you know, <laughs> but yeah, that was... The thing is, uh, I've been trying to harp in everybody's head this year. Malik Jackson's a three-down defensive tackle. So we're not going to su- see as much Josh Weather, Deshaun Hall, as we would when Chris Long and Michael Bennett were here because they don't have to move Brandon Graham inside. Yeah, And I think Brandon Graham is still trying to get used to – and I, it, Graham, I think he had a really good game today too. Absolutely. But – I think Brandon Graham's still trying to get used to. Him. I don't have to move in anymore. I think on the one play he moved in and they pushed him out. I think it was in the second quarter. And I think he's like, wait a minute, I don't have to do this anymore. Exactly. So, <laughs> so yeah, but th- that's one thing. I, I I didn't think the Eagles' pass rush was great today, but I thought they did a really good job of being a balanced unit. Like, uh, like we all know Jim Schwartz only likes to rush for anyway. Right. But I thought Darius Geis was going to have a pretty good game against this defense, and he didn't do anything. So... what 10 carries for 18 yards. Uh, Adrian Pearson was a healthy scratch, which was, I don't know what the Redskins are thinking of. I know he don't play special teams, but you figured you want him in there,
0: right? Exactly. Yeah. And we're certainly going to get to the box score in just a bit here. Uh, But Jeff, I mean, do you have any other takeaways from this game that you specifically want to get into? I've kind of hit on uh, most, most of my takeaways from this game. Like I don't, I don't want to necessarily harp on the negatives too much, but I don't think that we can just sit by and say, okay, they won, everything is going to be fine. Maybe it was rust because a lot of these players just didn't play in the preseason, as you noted at the top. They just didn't. A lot of these starters didn't. So there was some initial rust. Hopefully that rust is going to be uh, off by (laughs) week two and hopefully by week three too.
1: Yeah, I mean, my biggest takeaway is Carson Wentz looks like the MVP version of Carson Wentz, which we, uh, let's be realistic. When did we ever see that last year? Yeah, did we see that all? Like even when he had his best game against the Redskins in Week 13, I it just didn't feel like Carson Wentz. And obviously he was pr- uh, playing with broke a bone in his back. But the you know the Colts game last year, his first game, he looked good. The Titans game, he was shaky at times. Uh, the Vikings game is apparently when he broke his back. But this year, it, it he looked like a guy who was what 20 months removed from a torn ACL and LCL. And you know, they always say the second year's the year. Well he certainly looked like his MVP self and looked like the guy who the Eagles are paying $32 million a year for.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I think and we've talked about it on this show too. The balance between what his pocket management and pocket escapability was going to be in this game. I think we did see a very healthy balance of that. When His pocket escapability, Jeff, I was absolutely amazed at how he did look like that 2017 Carson Wentz. It was not 2018 Carson Wentz. Pocket escapability, he was on fire today.
1: Yeah, well, I I think it was Lewis Riddick or someone like that from ESPN said if Carson Wentz is more like Magic Johnson instead of Michael Jordan, he's going to have an MVP year. Yeah, he definitely looked like Magic Johnson today. He wasn't trying to force feed anybody. They were going to who was open? Dallas exactly. Gard, Z- Zach Ertz, Alshon Jeffrey, Deshaun Jackson, you know, Miles Sanders, Jordan Howard, who whoever it was, and you know, just like today was Deshaun's day to have a big day. Next week it could be Nelson Aguilar. Yeah, it, it, I I just feel like that's how it's going to be with this offense. And an, another takeaway I kind of want to mention: he was at 123 rushing yards today. They were 11 and 17 on third down. I didn't think they were that efficient. But with, by the way, they start, I think they started one to five on third down or something like that. Yeah, they were terrible. I know that yeah, at the, one point
0: they were three and six at one point. Yeah,
1: it, it just seems like this offense, when clicking, is one of the best in the league.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, let's get into some of the team stats here, Jeff. Uh, Eagles had 22 first downs to Washington's 15. You mentioned the third down efficiency, which is so key in this NFL league. And when these teams are playing, Eagles, like you said, 11 of 17 on third down, Washington 5 of 13. And then we go to that yards per play that we always talk about on our postgame shows and have in the past. And this is what's interesting. Yards per play, the Eagles were 6.1. yards per play to Washington's 6.7. By all accounts, Washington should have won this game. It is because they had such a strong half. It's because you had Case Keenum, who had, what, 258 yards in the first half, which was a career high for him, but it just completely dropped off from there. You'd mentioned only 28 rushing yards from Washington to the Eagles' 123. There were six penalties called by the Eagles for 54 yards. 12 penalties called on Washington for 96 yards. I mean, holy freaking cow. I mean, that's 18 penalties right there. God, it's the one part of the league I can't stand, Jeff. I just oh, can't I know. Stand it me. really
1: slowed the game down, too, late like, like yeah. in the game. Uh, the game I was doing today, uh, Falcons, Vikings, penalties were slowing the game down. Yeah. And and I'm just saying, well, this game is moving really fast. And I'm saying in my head, all right, this game's gonna be done at a quarter of four, and it didn't end till four fifteen and the game was out of hand in the third quarter. It's <laughs> right. <laughs> like it's almost like they try to fill in the three hour time window. Exactly.
0: And it, Eagles it, did win time of possession, thirty four minutes and twenty seven seconds to Washington's twenty five minutes and thirty three seconds. From a team stats standpoint, Jeff, anything else kind of stand out for you here?
1: You know what this really does feel like 2017 in the pit. You know, the Eagles were very good on third <laughs> down. Remember they were one of the top 3 teams in 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 all football on third down. They remember they were number I uh, I forget what they ended up. Third third in the NFL in rushing. Uh they number one in rush defense. Uh, it, it looked like a 2017 Eagles game and they played bad in the first half. They they didn't roll over this team but they kind of did, or you know, from from when it was twenty to seven. Right. I mean, I mean, look what they did. They scored what twenty five unanswered points. Exactly. Exactly. So it, yeah, it kind of looked like it just took them a little bit to to get their feet wet, and once they did, it was they looked like the the Super Bowl contender we all think they're going to be. Right. So I I mean, to me, I I think them only having six penalties was huge, and two of them are on Ha luti Vitai, and as you said earlier. I think they are penalties he normally doesn't commit. Right. But but here we are. You know, it's it's but there weren't any bad pass interference penalties. There weren't any bad holding penalties you know on defense. It it just seems like the Eagles played a very clean game for a team that really didn't play anybody in the preseason. Exactly. Well, I go back to that word that
0: I used at the top, perseverance for this team. I go back to the word perseverance because when you look at these team stats how many turnovers did this team have? Zero. They had absolutely no turnovers, but they, even though they didn't have turnovers, they were able to come back. They were able to make adjustments. They were able to essentially re-scheme what they were going to be doing. They got away from trying to get freaking cute and do that cute crap that <laughs> was very <during> prevalent. <laughs> That's, That's what crap. we got called, a cute crap. That's what we called. Yeah, exactly. In the first half. So, I, I do think this team persevered without having any turnovers. So, uh, Jeff, how about if we move over to the box score. I'm gonna go through uh some of these guys here and uh you know we'll kinda of get some uh, feedback from you here. Sound good? Oh yeah. All Let's right. Do it. Carson Wentz twenty eight of thirty nine three hundred and thirteen yards on the day. He averaged eight yards per attempt three touchdowns and he ended with a rating of 121 for the day. I can't wait till we get to uh, to the end of the show where we grade these uh, uh, players by position because I oh, know what you? I'm giving Wentz. I know, yeah, what, I'm oh, giving I know Wentz. what I'm
1: giving Wentz too. <laughs> a little bit of foreshadowing here. Exactly.
0: Well, Miles Sanders ended up leading with carries on the day. He didn't lead in yards with regard to rushing, but he, Miles Sanders did have 11 carries for 25 yards. He only averaged 2.3 yards per carry. Darren Sproles lead led the team in yards on the ground today with nine carries, 47 yards. He averaged 5.2 yards per carry. Jordan Howard had six carries for 44 yards, 7.3 yards per carry. I'm hoping we see some more Jordan Howard in the future. But (laughs) Wentz also had those uh, fourth and one, third and one conversions, four carries for five yards. Alshon Jeffrey, which was actually, he was actually shocked that it was a pass, but it was actually considered a rush, had one carry for two yards and touchdown there. Total of 123 yards by this Eagles rushing attack. They averaged four yards per carry.
1: So anything stand out for you here with the rushing? You know, I wanted to point this out. Another 2017 feeling third and one fourth and one QB sneak Carson Wentz oh let's get three yards out of it yeah you know? I, I what were they I, I remember the Eagles set like an NFL record for most fourth down conversions in the season and like highest fourth down conversion percentage ever the year they won the Super Bowl they certainly were doing that today
0: absolutely uh, the analytics it, came into play Doug was doing it
1: oh yeah and you know everything Doug seemed to do with analytics were, were to, Work with the ground game. Uh, I actually love how they gave Jordan Howard the rock in the fourth quarter and said, all right, this defense is gassed. Go do your thing on that long. Uh, what was it? 15 play drive. I, I got to look up that last drive now. Yeah. Um, yeah. 19 play drive. 19.
0: Wow. Okay. Oh my yeah. gosh. That's amazing.
1: 19 uh. play 104 yard drive, 30 yards taken away by penalties. And Jordan Howard just gashed them. It, it, <laughs> I, I mean, I kept saying, where was this earlier?
0: <laughs> like, That's why he I said the cute the b- crap. The cute yeah, crap yeah. with Sproles earlier. Ugh. He
1: didn't see the ball from the first quarter to the fourth quarter. And luckily I benched him in fantasy, but <laughs> oh my, I'm like, oh my God, like what are they doing? You know why don't you give this guy the ball? Feed this man. He's in the contract here. He's going to run hard for you. Exactly.
0: All right. Moving on to rushing, or I'm sorry, receiving. Now, of course, Deshaun Jackson leading the team with eight receptions, 154 yards. He averaged 19.3 yards per reception. Two touchdowns. As long as 53 on the day. Also had a 51-yard touchdown as well. He was targeted ten times. Zach Ertz coming in second there. Five receptions for 54 yards. He averaged 10.8 yards per reception. He was targeted seven times on the day. Alshon Jeffrey caught five balls, 49 yards. He had one receiving touchdown. Dallas Goddard was uh, targeted three times, came down with two of them for 16 yards. Darren Sproles, three receptions for 16 yards. Nelson Aguilar targeted five times, only came down with two for 11 yards. Jordan Howard had two receptions for 11 yards, and Miles Sanders had one reception for uh, two yards. So a total of 28 receptions for the Eagles – 313 yards. They averaged 11.2 yards per reception, three total touchdowns. I, I like to think it's four. I like to think it's four.
1: <laughs> oh, you- oh, 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 I would agree with you. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it, here's the thing. You, you said Deshaun Jackson, 19.3 uh, yards per reception. Boy, that's a little above his career average of what, like 18? Yeah, um, exactly. Which is, which is first in, in the <laughs> NFL. Uh, you know, so, uh, again, uh, you know, this just seems like a game. I don't, when Deshaun Jackson played for the Eagles the first time, you always had that feeling like, okay, this is going to be a game where Deshaun goes off. He has a flair for the dramatic. He's a big play guy, and he's played his whole team in the Redskins. It's his first game back in six years, which he never should have left to begin with. Thanks, Chip. Um, yeah. <laughs> you, you know, it, it just seemed like, and they're at home. He want, He got the loudest ovation out of anybody in that in that stadium, and he looked ready to have a big day, and what does he do? First 150 yard game in a couple years. Um, you know, his biggest game for the Eagles in six years. Uh, you know, he just looked like last year. He had a good year for Tampa Bay, but Tampa Bay for guys not named Ryan Fitzpatrick, he just didn't get the ball. He didn't. Nope. Not so. At all. It, I think everybody knew they're like, wait, Deshaun Jackson just got traded for, what, a six-round pick? Yep. Are you kidding me? Like, <laughs> like this guy's like, – and I love I love what he says, too. Like, I think he told Pam Oliver, man, I feel like I'm 24. I'm like yeah. – <laughs> like, that's one thing I love about Deshaun Jackson. He's a prima donna, but he's not a prima donna. He wants to be that guy. Man, I want to be good when I'm 40. Exactly. I, I he's just, a baller. Yeah. That's what I like about him. It's, you know, every, you know, I am like, I am like his antics, his first in here, but again, he's a kid. He's really matured. He has three kids now. He's a, he comes from a very grounded family, really. Absolutely. Now it's more of, I just want to keep being good. I want to make the hall of fame. I want to win the Super Bowl. Yeah. absolutely. And that's one thing I really like about him. You know, I don't think he's going to be that guy who just fades when he turns, you know, 35, 36 years old. I think he's going to be that guy who wants to be that deep thread and, I I think now his motivation – he's got two things to motivate him. One, Super Bowl, and two – he wants to be the best receiver in the NFL best deep ball threat in the NFL at 32 years old. And he's definitely shown. That.
0: Yeah, he absolutely is. And he may break uh, Jerry Rice's record. The one that I had mentioned earlier, that's absolutely a possibility in his career. That is
1: my, that is my favorite stat. Uh, he has two of my favorite stats: Most 60 yard touchdowns in NFL history, which I didn't <laughs> even know existed until about five years ago. Yeah. <laughs> and, and the other one, most 50 yard touchdowns in NFL history. I'm like, you know, are we ever going to consider this guy in the Hall of Fame at some point? Right. Like, he's, he, if the Hall of Fame is what they say it is, the way you impact the football game, he impacts it. Yeah. Like he's going to be that guy. People are going to look at his numbers and be like, yeah, but look at all the other stuff he does. Look at how he changes offenses. He played for the Eagles his whole career. He'd have a Super Bowl. He'd be a lock for that. And we'd just be, we'd just be amazed by what he does. Right. It's, It it just seems like he was ahead of his time in terms of the deep ball. Exactly.
0: All right. Well, moving on to the defensive side of the ball here. I'm not going to go through every single defensive player and what they did, but looking at this box score, I didn't realize how many quarterback hits Derek Barnett actually had. He had three quarterback hits, which was the most on the team. Fletcher Cox had two. We had uh, uh, Fletcher Cox also with uh, one tackle for a loss, uh, one pass defended, actually. So when you look at the defense overall, one sack that came from Tim Jernigan which you had mentioned earlier Jeff three tackles for a loss Six passes defended. There were seven quarterback hits, and those quarterback hits mainly came in the second half on Case Keenum. Got him very, very uncomfortable in the pocket. So when I look at this, though, with Nigel Bradham with seven total tackles, Andrew Andejo with five, Ronald Darby with five, Derek Barnett with four, Uh, Malcolm Jenkins kind of didn't have that break. I don't want to say the word breakout, but didn't have that highlight type of day that I thought we might have from him. But again, didn't play in the preseason. Maybe getting the rust off. A lot of these guys, I think, are getting the rust off. But inevitably, with seven quarterback hits in the second half, they really were able to just completely, completely get Case Keenum uncomfortable.
1: Malcolm Jenkins is going to be that guy. I'm going to watch the All 22 on Tuesday and be like, man, he had a really good game. Yeah, yeah, he, <laughs> he, he, he just he's just is that guy. So um, it, it's insane, you know, what, what Malcolm Jenkins is is able to do for this defense. But as you said, I didn't see any bad plays out of him. I just didn't see any good plays out of him here. But again, you know, I'm watching all the broadcast. Here, exactly. But yeah, but yeah oh, <laughs> I, I have to rip you a little bit because you're ripping Derek Barnett. And what does he do? He has three quarterback hits. Exactly. Which I didn't realize. Exactly. Yeah. I'm going to have to Did take we, back what, what I are, said. What do we always say? The numbers don't lie well. I, he's getting to the quarterback. He just didn't finish. Exactly.
0: So <laughs> it, I'm, I'm, I'm going to retract my, my statement from earlier. Derek Barnett had a decent game. There we go, yeah, folks.
1: Yeah, uh, I think that's fair, but uh, <laughs> here's an underrated stat for you. The defensive tackles. They all contributed. Jernigan with a sack. Uh, Malik Jackson obviously got hurt, so we we didn't get to see much of him, and he was in the boot, so we don't know how serious that injury is. But Sam Ridgeway, quarterback hit. Tim Jernigan, sack, quarterback hit. Fletcher Cox. Quarter, uh, quarterback uh, two quarterback hits tackle for a loss being you know the dominant player that he is it the Eagles only have four defensive tackles but they all can play
0: yeah absolutely they did a fantastic job in this game man all right moving on to special teams before we get to grading the players and positions and then the coaches had Darren Sproles return four punts. He averaged 11.5 yards per return. Jake Elliott was perfect on a day. One field goal for 22 yards. Kicked three extra points. Made all of them. Yay, thank goodness. And then Cam Johnson on three punts. He averaged 51.3 yards per punt. One of those was inside the 20. So... Uh, Jeff, let's uh, move on to grading positions and let's start with the fearless leader of this Eagles team and offense. Carson Wentz. I'm going to give him an A, of course, for this week. What a fantastic performance he had. He gets an A from me. A little shaky at the at, at the start of the game, of course, first half, but boy, just completely taking the reins during the second half. He's getting an A from me. What do you get? What do you get?
1: Oh, oh Carson Wentz is getting an A. Okay. <laughs> uh, there, there's no doubt about that. Uh, Hi haters. Yeah, Carson is getting an A. For, for all of you fans out there that did not want Carson Wentz to be your quarterback who doesn't don't realize how good he actually is and what he could do when he's healthy because we all know you know you armchair GMs oh I come back from a torn ACL in four months and I'm great yeah you don't (laughs) also play professional football right (laughs) um so yeah we knew it was going to take a lot I thought Carson Wentz was actually going to start getting better later in the season last year because he was going to be a little more healthier on that knee. Ditched the knee brace. I thought he was going to ditch at some point last year, which he kind of did. But obviously, with broke a broken bone in his back, that, that's a little different. But yeah, now Carson—it's it, almost like Carson Wentz 2.0. Carson Wentz unplugged, and he—he right. he looks like the old Carson Wentz. The, the Carson Wentz we know that is very good. That can, you know, again doesn't get the running yards, but can scramble. You know, get those theatrical scrambling yards and uses the entire field to make a play pointing to Alshon Jeffrey pointing to Nelson Aguilar his deep ball was incredible to Deshaun Jackson today. for that myth he can't throw the deep ball well you were proven wrong.
0: Absolutely. All right, moving on to the running back position this week. I'm actually going to give them a B plus. I give them a B plus instead of an A, because we went through the stats, 123 yards of rushing throughout the day. And, yes, yeah, some of that was Carson uh, Wentz, five yards, Alshon Jeffery, two yards. But, I mean, they did get off to a slow start. Some of that was the offensive line. Some of it was the, the scheme and blocking in front of them, but they still were able to come through in the end. I'm going to give them a B plus. What do you give the running back, core?
1: I'll, I'll give him a B. I'll go a little lower than you because, and I'm not blaming the running backs. I am blaming uh, Doug Peterson and Deuce Staley for not using Jordan Howard more. Uh, you know, he only had six carries. To me, I don't think that's enough. Jordan Howard is he is your quote unquote number one running back in the running back by committee, but you get six carries. Uh, come on, I, I think we got to give him a little more than that. They average four yards per carry. And look, I like the way they used him. I just felt he needed to be in the game. More early, especially if they're trying to establish a run early, and I think they're still they're still working everything out. Uh, Darren Sproles for a 35 year old man, I think he's 35 now, 36. Uh, I forget, uh, he's in his mid 30s. Um, he still got it. Yeah.
0: Yeah, But yeah, yeah I'll give them a B. Okay, sounds good. Let's move to the offensive line here, Jeff. I'm actually going to give them a B minus. Part of that is the fact that you had Halapulavati tie with those uh, two holding calls and just a rough first half. Again, we go back to this, this was a tale of two halves for just about every freaking position out there. So I, I'm going to give them a B minus. They were able to get their stuff together. Boy, the run blocking protections in the second half were absolutely phenomenal. I also got to give Jason Peters credit he did not get a false start penalty in this game like we're so used to seeing from him but i'm gonna give the offensive line a b minus what do you give him this
1: week i'm actually gonna give him a b plus because uh brandon brooks admitted he was on pitch count and he said he could have played the whole game, which, again, I think leads to the ha pa lutti type penalties. Yeah. I just think they they wanted to go a little easier there. So the offensive line wasn't, quote-unquote, at full strength. And as you said, I thought they were really good against the run. Uh, Washington, only one sack on the day. And, again, that was more of just Carson Wentz holding on to the ball too long trying to make something happen. It wasn't like it was a, a blown protection or anything like that. We gave a lot of credit to Isaac Sayamala today. I thought Jason Kelsey was Jason Kelsey, uh, yep. you know Lane Johnson, uh, really good day against Ryan Kerrigan. I didn't even see him. Oh, here's Ryan Kerrigan. He had two quarterback hits, but he really was not a factor in this. Football. He was very quiet. Yes. Yeah. So I, you know, I'm gonna give him a B plus. They, they obviously don't deserve an A. And, and again, you're grading through all four quarters. I'm looking at well, okay, you know, how many penalties does Lute Luthyvite get if Brandon Brooks is not in the game? So, exactly you know so I, I, again um you know that's just the way i'm gonna look at it but yeah i'll give him a b plus sounds good
0: let's move over to the receiving core wide receivers and tight ends i'm actually i'm gonna give them an a this week 313 yards <laughs> of receiving 11.2 yards per reception that this entire receiving core average today with three touchdowns they're gonna get an a for me what do you give them jeff
1: oh they get an a Um, uh, deshaun jackson was the deep ball threat we all thought Torrey Smith was going to be two years ago. We all thought Mike Wallace was going to be last year. We all thought Dorrell Green Beckham was going to be three years ago. Um, he is by far uh, the best deep ball option Carson Wentz has ever had. So, dig on AMI book. Zach Ertz looked like Zach Ertz of last year, especially when they were giving him the ball. Um, Goddard, I thought, was going to make that incredible catch in earlier in the game when uh, I forget who hit him on the Redskins uh, had that beautiful hit to knock the ball out of his hands. Yep. Um, but yeah, I mean, I thought he was in line for a big cat. Uh, Darren Sproles made an impact. Alshon Jeffrey, obviously, I'm gonna say he caught two touchdowns. I don't care what that box score says. <laughs> he caught two touchdowns. So uh, yeah, um, you know, Nelson Aguilar, you barely had to use him. Um, I thought the right running backs caught all their. Pay- we're counting at him, but yeah, hey. All right,
0: great. Let's move over to the defensive side of the ball, and I'm going to give this defensive line a B, a straight-up B. Yes, there was only one sack, which we mentioned earlier from Tim Jernigan, which happened a little later in the game. However, they were pretty solid. The rotation was working, obviously, and when you're holding Darius Geis and Chris Thompson to 28 total yards, when you're holding Darius Geis, who there was such high hopes that he was going to for Washington fans, there was high hopes that he was going to have an impact type a day he averaged 1.8 yards per carry. That is a very solid defensive line right there. They're going to get a B. I could give them a B plus as well. What do you give them, Jeff?
1: The Redskins ran the ball 13 times. Their longest run was seven yards, as you mentioned with Darius Guy. They only had 28 rushing yards to begin with. I'm going to give them a B plus. Um, you know, uh, again, yeah, the Redskins only ran the ball 13 times. And they could throw off the Eagles, but give credit to the Eagles they stopped them um you know it, when you're up 17 nothing uh, you got to start running the football and the Redskins just couldn't do it yeah. so all the credit in the world uh goes to the Eagles here for what they were able to do and that run defense Josh Schwett. great game um uh, you know Derek Barnett was able to get to the quarterback the defensive tackle rotation was incredible um I, I was very impressed so yeah b plus all right moving over to the linebacker
0: position uh nigel bradham of course leading the day with total tackles in seven uh kind of just not seeing as many linebackers making plays out there and perhaps that's a good thing i'm, I'm not 100 sure about that but i mean i'm gonna i'll, I'll give him a b on the day you know they weren't detrimental to what happened necessarily with the team and with the defense so i'll give him a straight up b what do you think jeff
1: yeah, you know what? They are part of what they were able to do to stop the run. So you gotta give them at least the B, right? Exactly. Uh, you know, you yeah, know, that's what I'm gonna give them. I mean, they, you know, there weren't any turnovers or anything like that. But Zach Brown had a good day. Nigel Brown had a good day. And again, you know, it, they're still trying to figure out some stuff in linebacker because they're not 100 percent there with Camus hill out. So you know, you're you're looking at LJ Ford, who I thought played a little bit, had a solid game. Uh, Nate Jerry had a solid game. I mean. Their linebackers didn't kill them. Uh, I think this is their best linebacking core they've had in the Doug Pierce and Jim Schwartz era. And they looked, at, you know, as what I thought they looked like. So, yeah, could be. All right.
0: Our final one is going to be pretty interesting the secondary. Eagles' secondary, well, how are we going to grade them? It, this one is, is tough for me because I actually think, toward the, se- in the second half, of course, they played a little bit better. But, man, the first half was so rough. I mean, when Case Keenum. Case Keenum and this receiving core for Washington, this receiving core of uh, Terry McLaurin and, and and Vernon Davis and Paul Richardson, Trey Quinn, uh, I mean Kevin Harmon. When they are, are 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 having their way with you, it's not a good thing. I'm actually going to give the cornerbacks and the safeties. I'm actually going to give them a C minus. What are you going to give them this week? I'm going to give them a D. I,
1: I'm you know I, I'm leaning toward where you are going. Um, you know, Case Cam thirty four. For, for uh, 44, 380 yards, three touchdowns, no picks. Again, it's a very deceiving stat line. they ain't too much in the second half, but I'm gonna give him a D. I mean, Douglas was looked terrible on that Terry, on that uh, Terry McQuarren uh, touchdown. And again, I think the Redskins are really excited about him too. You know, we draft pick from this year. Paul Richardson's a deep threat. Uh, look, I don't think the Redskins are gonna be as bad as everybody says they are. I think their offensive line is atrocious, but. I really feel like Canem can hold hold the fort until Dwayne Haskins is ready. So I wasn't surprised he was able to get out those big plays and again I think Chris Thompson makes a world of a difference in that offense because he is one of the best pass catching backs in football. Absolutely. So, you know, I, I again this is a passing league. You're gonna give up a lot of yards. They gave up. Um, looking at now, three hundred seven. Yeah, three hundred seventy passing yards technically, because uh, obviously with the with the sack and stuff. But you know, Case on had a much better day than I thought. Um, it was a tail of two halves. Obviously, they couldn't do much in the second half until the game was out of hand. Um, you know, that's why I kind of hate look at the box score sometimes because you know the Eagles played sticks defense and you know when they were up thirty two twenty exactly, and, yeah, it yeah. didn't matter. But yeah, yeah, I mean. Uh, I, I got to be a little bit objective here. I'll, I'll give him a D. Okay. All right. Sounds good. All right.
0: Let's move to grading the coaching special teams defense and then offense uh, Dave Fipp. I'm going to give him uh, I'm going to give him a solid B today. I mean, you had Jake Elliott doing what he needed to do out there. Darren Sproles averaging 11.5 yards per punt return. Fine by me at that point. There was no turnovers or nothing wrong with special teams today. Cam Johnson aver- Cam Johnston, averaging 51.3 yards per punt so i'm gonna give him a b what do you give dave phipps uh coaching today
1: i'll actually give him an a minus um i liked how josh wet was on special teams they he had a nice special teams tackle as you saw there uh the redskins did not do much in in the return game and and, you know just looking at all this um you know Quinn one punt return for 11 yards. I think that was the one where Sweat had the tackle. Yeah. Um. You know. Um. Uh, Sims only had 15.3 yards per kick return. Again, that's not much. Um. You know, and the Eagles didn't didn't have any kick returns as you said. 11.5 yards per punt return for Darren Sproles. That's pretty good. So I'll give him that. Cameron Johnson 51.3 yards per punt. Elliott makes his chip shot field goal. Makes makes all his extra points. Woohoo! You know. Yes. So so, so yeah, <laughs> I'll, I'll give him the Amaya. Special teams did not kill that. All right. Jim Schwartz and his
0: defense this week. I'm going to give him a grade of a B minus and I I could have gone B plus, but I'm going to go back to the way the secondary played in the first half looking completely clueless, lost, unprepared. I think that that was so detrimental to the team, but thankfully they had that word. I've been using perseverance. The team had perseverance. So I, Jim Schwartz is going to get a B minus from me. What do you give him?
1: I'm going to give him the Jim Schwartz grade. He'll probably give him a C uh, because one he cares about points they give up 27 he's probably not happy about that right, right um you know he probably did not like the first half at all um you know obviously he's a bend but don't break type of defensive coordinator and they gave up a lot of the yards again he doesn't care about that but at the end of the day i think they only did give up yeah 398 yards so they really did have a great second half uh you know um, as you said the redskins average 6.9 yards per play they give a lot of passing yards. Um, Had a lot of penalties, uh, obviously, which helped the defense out, but yeah, I'm going to give him a C. I I don't think Jim Schwartz is going to be happy with this defense. I think he knows they can be better, but I think we saw how good they can be in the second half and how bad they can be in the first half. Um, The way the Atlanta Falcons look today, I'm kind of foreshadowing a little bit. Um... They the defense should uh, correct their their issues there because the Falcons do not have an offensive line. Yeah. So uh, I'll give you a little sneak preview there. But All right. Yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah. I, I'll give him a C. All right. Doug Peterson. I'm actually going to give him a B minus two. Again, I'm going to use that phrase. The cute crap that we saw in that first half was absolutely enraging, and it was astonishing to see a Super Bowl winning head coach from two years ago doing what he was doing in terms of the play calling, but then was able to complete. Reverse th- what was happening on the field. He was able to get his guys. Wentz was able to get the guys on offense to a place where they needed to be. So he's going to get a B minus for me. Uh, what do you give uh, uh, Doug Peterson?
1: Um, I will go B. Um, you know, I, I think he actually called a really good game after the first quarter. And again, it looked like Doug Peterson didn't coach at all this preseason either. Which yeah. like, again, <laughs> they never really do. But you know, I um, you know, I. I thought the game plan was actually good. I thought there were some plays in there I liked. I don't get the Darren Sproles obsession. You know, Doug Pearson's got to play him a lot. I don't like how he didn't use Jordan Howard as much. Uh, Miles Sanders had a better game than the stat line suggests. Obviously, we talked about the pass protection, the touchdown that should have been. Um, but he really did open up that offense um, you know, after it was 17-0. And I, I think he had to. I think that was just the key he needed. So, again, I was very impressed with how he adjusted. And that's my big thing. Uh, when I judge head coaches, the way he adjusted, the way Mike Rowe adjusted. I'm really curious to hear what Mike Rowe has to say on Thursday about week one, but yeah, I'll give him a beat. All right. Very
0: good. Well, Jeff, that is going to do it for us here. My friend, thank you so much for filling in. This was fun. It was great. And first, I would say, I can't wait to have you on the show down the road at some point in the future. We're going to talk more football. If that's okay with you, my friend.
1: Oh, of course it is. You know, uh, I- as, as you guys know i love talking football i love this keep keeping tabs with the eagles even though i'm covering the whole league now it's still a lot of fun and i'm just kind of glad i got uh Falcons Vikings this week because it was good scouting report for the, you know <laughs> I thought this was going to be a big week two game for the Eagles I think the Falcons are going to be very desperate next week the, the the Vikings looked very good today and the Falcons look very bad so uh, if the Falcons offensive line which by the way had about three injuries today um, the Eagles defensive line should be able to feast on that next week
0: uh, it's going to be interesting to watch yes Eagles Falcons next week down in Atlanta it's going to be week two going to be great it's going to be interesting to follow oh man we're going to be here at the philadelphia sports table podcast show doing our eagles post game podcast shows from here on out catch our monday shows on our patreon platform and also our regular shows that we upload every single thursday as well so with that being said follow us on twitter at philadelphia pst take care everybody and we will catch you next time